featuring insights and inspirations from the mind of Boogie Triggs. This is Boogology, a Low Tree Studios podcast. My name is Jason. I am the producer and co-host, and joining me is the man behind the name, a 21-year Air Force veteran and a high-level leader and motivator of people, Mr. Boogie Triggs. Welcome in, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, man. That's good. I'm it's doing good. well. It's nice to see you. We haven't got together in a little while, so yeah. apologize for those of you who are listening to the show. Uh, we were a little delayed, but we're back on track. And on this particular podcast, we're going to talk about, uh, it's, I'm just calling it, I don't know, because it's something right. the boogie says when we have our meetings. He's like, don't tell people I don't know. Now, why? What, what, what is this thing here? Okay. If anybody comes to you with anything, this is just from my experience, right? They come to you with something. It could be a problem. It could be a hurdle or a challenge that they see. If they're coming to you, then they see you as being an individual that can either help them with their problem, cross their hurdle, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they think is a delay preventing them from finding success. So when they come to you, you have to know that they're entrusting you a great deal of faith and responsibility. If you're someone that has any wherewithal, you have to understand what's being delivered to you. The last thing you want to do is say, I don't know. So if a question is posed to you, to give that person the satisfaction of knowing that that you see value in, in their situation, the best return would be, let me look into it and I'll get back with you. So now they see that you have a vested interest in their situation. So you take that and you do whatever research you can. If it leads you to zero and you come back and say, hey, I've done these steps and there's nothing we can do. They'll accept that better than I don't know. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I say I don't know, uh, and I try try to trace back what my what the circumstances were. You know, there's legitimate moments where I don't know, and I've reached my end. You know, let's say let's say it's in regards to to what I do here in the podcast world. Lately, I've had struggles with getting our video stuff working, and Mindy will ask questions, and I literally will say I don't know because I've been down as many avenues as, as I could possibly go down. But when it comes to work, and I don't know, and I say it, it's probably it's it's derived mostly from the fact that I real I don't know and I don't care. I don't I don't care. <laughs> Uh, no, I accept that. That is so funny. But it's funny because <laughs> I tell people all the time, I don't believe in procrastination. There's no such thing as procrastination. Uh-huh. There's a thing as that shit is just not important to me right now. Right. If it was important, I would do it. It's just not important to me right now. So when you're saying, I don't care, that's why you don't know. I understand that. That's why I laughed. It's so funny. But but like you just said, it it, it ref- it reflects to another person that you don't care that you that it's not important. If you if you choose to not know, right, then what you're saying is your request is not important. Right. At least in an environment like that. It's an environment yeah. where someone's asking for a service, they they think they think you're the one with the answer and you say, I don't know. Yeah. And the thing is, is that each and every one of us, we just want to actually have value in in our needs, yeah? Uh, we, uh, yeah. We, I don't know. yes okay so we just want to have value in it and and for someone to take it and put onus on and say okay i quantify your value i see that what you're saying has merit let me look into it for you and if in the end result is there's nothing we could do to help with this at least you've tried right okay so i i see it as 
I don't know means to me, to anyone, that what you're saying has no value. Mm. Not interested. Take it up the street. <laughs> Take it up the street. <laughs> you know. And and I think that we we owe it to ourselves if if life is an evolutionary process and daily we evolve, right? Every time new technology is introduced, we have to evolve to adapt with it. Then when someone presents us a challenge, challenges are merely opportunities to succeed. And we take that challenge and we go as far as we can with it. We may not be able to get absolution as far as like a final solution to it. Yet look at how far, how far we've gotten and how much we've gained. Because when you look into something, you're going to learn something. So you think that by, by having that, not only just for, for, for people that are coming to you seeking knowledge and, and you eliminating that sort of approach of saying, I don't know, you think not only does it benefit them, but it also benefits you because in, in, in saying, instead of, I don't know, you say, let me look into it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're educating yourself and becoming a better version of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. We always are. I mean, just think right now, the conversation you and I are having, also conversation we're having in front of this audience, we, we ask questions and we're listening to learn. Right, not to react yet to learn. Right. So, and the same time that I'm providing you something, you're providing me something, both as an initial with the question and as a secondary with the feedback, telling me, "Yeah, Boogie, I understand what you're saying. Don't care if you agree or disagree. <clears throat> right. Just understand first. So that's all making this each better people. Make sense? It does make sense. Okay. So. In, in essence, essentially, if we were to just look at everything that's presented us that way as an opportunity to grow, we'll embrace it more. We'll jump into it. Some people say it's not my job, you know. Where do you think that comes from, that mentality? <clears throat> that mentality. Have, and have you, have you ever had that mentality? Well. Or have you always kind of felt the way, this, this way about it? Well, here, here it is. I'm, I'm the youngest of nine. So as long as somebody came to me with something <laughs> that gave me an opportunity to grow, not just something because they didn't want to do it, I was happy for it. Like, hey, you got to go cut the grass. Why do I have to cut the grass? Because none of us want to do it. Okay, I don't find joy in that. Mm -hmm. But if it's a brand new mower, right, one of those self-propelling. Self right, the, uh, ones that, the ones that I have. I have yeah, one of those. because back in the day, we didn't have that. No, you pushed it. That's right. So if it was one of those, heck yeah, I want to go do it, right? That's new technology. I want to evolve with it. So if someone comes to me and say, hey, um, I want you to come over and help me do something, I'm like, what is it? I want to pull an engine out of a VW Bug. I never pulled an engine before, but I think that'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's go, right? But now if you tell me I have to go pull that engine and I see there's seven mechanics around, I'm going to want to know why me. So you, <laughs> okay. you understand? So you got to add more value to it. Like, hey, out of all these guys, you're the most talented. You can get it done quicker. That's why you. So I think that when, when you look at your brand and you say, okay, what part of my brand is this going to make better, right? Then you'll start seeing like the value in it because it's all about your, your brand. You can go to anybody and get something done. But if it's a person who's going to take it and going to invest everything they are to see it through, you can accept them, come back and say, hey, man, I tried. This isn't going to work. You can accept that. But if it's somebody that don't give a damn about their brand, that 
gives a I give a shit attitude, they're going to give you that and you, they have no value and you really don't want to deal with them anyway. What do you think that reflects, do you think it reflects more on, because I know people take that personally, when you, when you come up to somebody and they just don't care. And I think that what it reflects is that you don't care about my needs either. Right. But I think, and see if you agree, it definitely reflects more poorly on the person, even though in reaction we're thinking, well, they don't want to help me. But really, it's just they don't really care about themselves or what they don't even care that they're here. You get it all the time when you when you go into customer service and you're, you go behind the counter. And even, even though they're working at Walmart or they're working somewhere where right. they're not getting paid well, it's still much more pleasant to deal with somebody that actually cares about their brand behind the register than someone who is bitter and has a chip on their shoulder, knowing that they get paid what they get paid working at Walmart. Well, see, here, here's the deal. And I, and I have to introduce this thought, right? When I hear people say that they don't get paid well, that's a farce to me. That's that that's a true farce. You don't get paid well if you don't work. If you're getting paid enough for you to live off of, for you to have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food in your stomach, have your your needs met, needs not wants, right? Met, even at the simplest level, met, then you you're paid well. If you want more pay, then you have to change the dynamics of who you are mm -hmm. in order to get that more pay. It's true. Okay. So if someone is getting is working at Walmart and working customer service and they're getting adequate pay for what they're doing, all right, and they might feel bad because they can't go out and buy BMW or Mercedes or Jaguar and they think they should be able to and they're not going to change anything about their dynamics. They're just going to say, I'm working here. I should be getting more money. And they have that bitterness about them. They shouldn't be in customer service anyway. Customer service is something that you have to be a self-starter with. Before you even walk in, you have to know that everybody that comes to you needs something. You are the most important person in that person's life when they're talking to you at that moment. And they need you to have their, under, they need to have your undivided attention. They need to be your number one priority at that time. If you have that dedication, that type of commitment, you don't need to be in customer service. So there are some people that take jobs, and the job isn't them. It's like I was watching a movie one time, and whoever wrote this line was perfect. Somebody told Morgan Freeman in this movie, and they said, you, you, you become what you do. And Morgan Freeman said, no, you do what you are. Hmm. And I was like, well, I want to see where this is going. The guy's like, no, you become what you do. He said, no, you do what you are. When you do what you are, it's so much natural than try to become something that you aren't. Mm -hmm. Right? Right, no. Because no matter how good you swim, you can't become a fish. That's good, exactly. Right? So the thing is, is that people take jobs and they come to me like, hey, Boogie, you know, I've got a degree. I need a job. I'm like, what well, your degree in? It's a criminal justice. I'm like, well, I'm in aerospace. I can't believe anything with a criminal justice degree, but it's a degree. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do with it? Right? So it's like, they'll say stuff like, I need a job. Like, well, what do you do? What's your background? Well, I'll do anything. Like, no, you won't. You, you, you won't do anything. You think you would, but you won't. So you need to find something that you know you will do. But I'll go a step further and see if you agree. 
I think everything's customer service. Yes, I do too. Everything is. So we, we've talked about things recently. Um, it's in the everyday little things where you learn how to be a better version of yourself. So even if you do work at Walmart and maybe you're not happy with your pay, maybe you feel like you're worth more and maybe there is a chip on your shoulder. It's funny that the portal, the, the way in to finding a better version of yourself is through the things that you, that you don't like about your current situation. Right. Right. If, if, if you, if you hate customer service, be better at customer service <laughs> because it's going to make you a better version of yourself. I, it's taken me f this long, 44 years to actually really begin to understand that concept because for most of my life, I've resisted most of the things that I'm doing right. and the positions that I'm in. And even though someone will come to me and say, Hey, you should be a leader, you a lead or a manager or something. I'll say, Nope, don't want to do that. <laughs> right. But, it, but it, it's, it's in embracing the things that you, that you resist, that you start to enter, I think, fully into who you really are. And, and if everything is customer service, then the concept of, I don't know, and bringing that into everything that you do and not saying, I don't know, I mean, it, it'll start to make you a better version of you are. And it also will, according to what you say, it'll, it, you'll become more educated because you're going to find out or at least try. Yes. You're going to put in the effort to find out. Absolutely. So that you do know. Yeah. I mean, think of, think of it, Jason. Sometimes we don't know our capabilities until somebody challenges us to step outside of what we think our norm is. It's true. Now, we have to have enough belief in them to challenge ourselves to step outside of said norm. Other than that, we'll just discredit it and be like, I'm not going to do that shit. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. Once they get us to step out of it, now, that's where a lot of times people fail. The, the one, normally the leader, the mentor, will ask the minion or the follower to step up and do more than, than they expect they can do. Mm -hmm. the, the leader or the men mentor tends to fall short because they don't continue to develop that person into that role. You know, you don't put that person in that role and expect them to learn just through trial and error. They have to be molded in that role. It's true. That happens a lot. We see it in our industry a lot. Yep. Right? People that are not where they're supposed to be. Absolutely. So. And sort of floundering, you know, not getting anywhere in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're doing their best. And thank God for their resilience that they know that they can adapt and adjust. They're doing their best. They're just not as successful as they were prior to assume that new position. Well, and I think they develop bad habits from it. Yes. And I, and I think the reason they develop bad habits from it is because they're not, they're not giving themselves time to be aware and conscious of the things that they're doing wrong in order to fix it without proper guidance of saying, hey, look, this is what I see that you're doing. Try this. Right. So they have nothing else to measure it against. Nothing. So they, the bad habits, the, the, the workarounds, as you could call them, yes. start, to, start to go into effect. Absolutely. Because if I'm riding, if I'm riding in a vehicle, and a vehicle only has one brake pad that's actually functioning, mm -hmm. and the other three aren't. And when I stop the car, it stops, but it's really rough, and it stops real long. I'm going to expect every car to work that way, because that's the only car I've ever driven, yeah. and that's the only car I ever drive. So true. So when I get another car, I'm going to expect that car to work the same way. When it doesn't, I'm going to think something wrong with it. And then you're going to end up going through the windshield. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to think something wrong with it. And 
the thing is with with leading, managing, or taking a position that's uncommon to you. You go into that position, and if you have to pick up those bad habits, those workarounds, those shortcuts to find success, that success is going to be fleeting. It won't be anything that's going to have long-lasting um, results. It's not going to be anything that you can go ahead and margin and measure yourself on. So the success is going to be marginal at best. And then when you have people that can sit back and know how the process is supposed to run and then actually give you a report card on it, it's going to be unfavorable and you're not going to understand why. So I I think that it, it's double is a double edged sword. You know what? Yeah. It takes an individual to know what they can do, but it takes the individuals that's putting that individual into a position to know what that person needs in order to make them successful in that, individual, in, in that position. And balance all of that with the workload and the day-to-day and the stuff that, you know, because you've said it many times that being in, in, in leadership roles, it's about the people. And I think being in any role, it's, it's about, about the people. people. I like we that. take that for granted. I think the people that are following the leaders take that for granted. We will we'll quick to throw someone under the bus, quick to talk crap, quick to all get right. petty. And if we all can really understand that the importance of managing your relationships. Example, I got hired at the same time as another person, same, same place that that I currently work, same industry. That person felt that it was networking outside of her group that was going to get her to the places that she was going to go, networking outside the group. Me, I developed relationships within the group. Right. And and our different approaches have led us in different directions. Right. I've, I've had some great growth at the company that we're at, and all of those things I'm still connected to the people that were in my original group. Right. At least a few, quite a few, in fact. This person has 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 stunted their growth now because I, they didn't really make good relationships where they were. Now I gotta say this though. Okay. It worked out for what worked out for you may not work out for somebody else. Okay. Expound upon that. So the person that was trying to network outside of their circle, they could have found success. You networking within your your circle, you could have found failure. It's not based upon your network. It's based upon the expectations of your network. I I used to tell the young guys when I would I would talk to them because you know it's the people you keep around you, man, that's going to determine your success. So I would say to them, I said, success isn't based on you. It's based upon the expectation of your friends. They go, what do you mean? I said, so you have one friend that's very spiritual. You have another friend that has a business mind and a third friend that's like a partier, joker, likes to, you know, get wild, have a good time. Mm -hmm. So when you're kind of bored, you're going to call your party friend. When you're feeling that, you know, empty and not really in touch with anything, you're going to call your spiritual friend. When you have a really good business idea, you're going to call your business minded friend. If you're, party friend ever comes to you with a business mind, will you take them serious? Very, Not, very rarely. Yeah. yeah, very rarely. I'll so, still listen. So that means that your part, that friend, your party friend won't, sign, won't, feel, won't find success because his friends or her friend won't see them as being 
serious enough to consider for something like you that. You are who you associate with. Absolutely. So it's the expectations of the people around you that determines just how much they'll invest in you. So the person that went the way they went outside of the circle, the network, I think the people that were networking it, that she was networking or he was networking with, didn't see the success rate in them. That's why they weren't able to find success. Well, it's true. It's not an exact formula, but right. it, it, it is definitely more about the individual, of course, and the people that you associate with. Yeah. But I think whatever your aspirations are, you tend to gravitate towards people with the same aspirations and the same likes and dislikes. It tends to be the case. Right. Uh, so in my case, I, te- I, I, connect, I connected with people that had aspirations similar to mine. And of course, we, we followed each other along that path. I, I, I know wealthy people here. Here at home, that um, you think when you get wealthy people together, wealth begets wealth, right? It's just, I've seen it on that level, whereas that is a hard, a hard bracket to break into. Because those are the people that are more skeptical than anybody. Of course they are, because they've got money, people want to take it. <clears throat> yeah. But even if you have money, they're skeptical about your money to the level of money you have. How how was your money acquired? Where did it come from? How long is it? Meaning, you how know, long have you had it? How long Are you had you it? New to it? Absolutely. And they do the same way. But everybody does that. Oh yeah, but you, it, it just shocked me when I first witnessed it because I I like when you when you're wealthy, why are you worried about anything? Right? Totally different. So the circle. The same way, the expectation of your friends. So in bringing it back to the, the concept of, of I don't know and, and eliminating, essentially eliminating that, not only just those words, but the, the, what's behind the words. Right. Because in being behind uh, the, the words, I don't know, there's a lack of, I think, I'll say this, see if you agree, there's a lack of curiosity. There's a lack of care for not only your what you're doing your job or or for the other person who's coming seeking an answer from you so in eliminating the the words i don't know how does someone begin to put that sort of practice in place i'll say this like uh, uh, example would, would it would it benefit someone to have a curious nature and uh not not a not a need to please other people, but mm-hmm. but a, a want to solve maybe problems. Well, uh, first of all, you got to be ambitious. Okay. All right. Normally, people say ambition is desire to grow, desire to get promoted, desire to do. You got to be ambitious in anything. I think you got to care about other people too. Yeah, you do. Like for me, whenever I'm cooking, my ambition is to get everybody in the house to like what I what I prepare. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't hit it. but i like it you know so then i'm like i'm satisfied but you just got that ambition to care about other people other people i think that that's the fundamental issue there yeah so and if someone is challenging themselves like i don't want to do everybody else's work why do i have to keep doing all the work why do you keep coming to me they need to find something positive in there because like I said, you can always find a negative. The negative is so obvious. There's 300 negatives to two, to two positives. <laughs> yeah, and you have to challenge yourself to find those two positives. Yeah. So if somebody keeps coming to you, if they keep getting you to do all the work, that speaks highly of your brand. 
that means they know if this person has like just a myriad of different things they have to get done and they have a workforce here and now that workforce, they keep coming to you. There's a reason behind it because they know that you're going to get something done and that's one less headache they don't have to worry about. Now, as leaders, as leaders, simply put, this is simple logic. Your job as a worker or follower is to make your leader look good. Their job is to reward you for that. So you get rewarded through pay, through recognition, through so on. Now, don't get paid confused when I say pay like the company pays you. That's what you, that's your reward. No, the company pays you the salary that, that you're paid based upon you being hired on the experience level that you have and all the other skill sets that go along with it. The company pays that. How you do your job is based on a relationship between you and your, your leaders. That leader, if they have someone that's willing to follow him through the pits of hell, should be rewarding those people. Should be, but it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. So what, I, what, what I'm trying to break it down is to the simplest form and use this concept at the simplest form for someone like me, because I've been in situations where I've said, I'm going to make my leaders look good and not got rewarded for it many, many times. So for, for the many cases like that that are out there, because there are many, right? you know uh, that there are. Yes, there are. I agree with you. How does someone adopt this philosophy where they're not bitter? They're not, because comp- when you say, I don't know, there's oftentimes there's a, there's, there's bitterness behind <coughs> yeah, it. There's a, yeah. there's a, like I said, I said before, chip on your shoulder. Yeah. How can they, they, what I'm looking for here is the reward in it. Well, the reward in it beyond what you get monetarily. Just like I was saying about the person with the degree that criminal justice trying to get in aerospace and upset with me because I can't get, get him a job in aerospace. You have to look at it like if you're not being rewarded by your immediate supervisor, manager, leader, whatever, then you have to take take advantage of that job for your next job. You have to learn as much as you can about that job to prepare yourself for your next job. So, okay, you're not being rewarded that way. You have to create your rewards. You create it by getting the experience, the the gainful knowledge that you will need so you can start looking for jobs that will give you more fulfillment. Okay, and that's on the job level. So I'll go even further on this because this is what I think is, I I have to find a deeper value, a deeper meaning other than just satisfying another person. I got it. Making another person, meaning my management, happy, right? I, I... I say this to those who are looking to be better at customer service and eliminate the words I don't know from their vocabulary. I say, look for the meaning in the person that you're serving, not, yeah. not in your management, not necessarily in the greater picture of it all, but in the person that you're serving. You want to make sure that they, when they come to you, that you're, you're making you're fulfilling their need and maybe even giving them a, a better perspective on everything. Cause not, not all the time when people come up to you, they're, they're in a great place. Right. Sometimes they're frustrated because no one wants to help them. And you're the one that's willing to do that. You're not going to make everybody happy. But the point is, is you're serving in a way that, that is fulfilling not only to you, but to the other person. Because when you, when you do that and you make that wonderful connection between two people, that in itself is, is the reward. But look what you've done in your brand as well. Your reputation now becomes the go-to person from your customers. Right. All right. 
I, I remember when I was in the military, I had customers that would come and talk to me. I, I had the, the least amount of rank at the time. They would come talk to me because they know that I was the one that would get the job done. They would bypass two levels of superiors above me and come direct to me. So I had to go to my superiors. And finally, they would tell me, Boogie, if they come to you, just do it. Just get it done. I'm like, okay, great. So that's your brand. You're developing a brand with people that normally wouldn't come directly to you, but they're coming to you because of they know that you have a vested interest in what they what they the problem that they have. Be it if it's personal or if it's theirs, but you have skin in the game now. Yeah, and I'll say allow your brand to be defined by by the reaction of the people that you're serving. Absolutely. I, I tell people all the time, if you got to tell me you, that, that you're good, you're bragging. Mm-hmm. But if everybody else tell me you're good, it's a fact. That's exactly it. Right. So it's less about you measuring what's my brand and looking in the mirror and going, what's my brand and making like a, you know, um, I don't know, a, a runway model pouty face. <laughs> what's my brand? It's more about how does, how is my brand defined in, in my service of other people? And I believe that beginning to eliminate simple things like this, I don't know, eliminate that from your interaction with other people will really begin to, to generate a, a very superior brand. Is that a yeah. good way of saying it? A superior that, brand. Awesome, man. Awesome. My stamp will go on that one. Yeah. Well, thank you, Boogie. That's been uh, Boogology. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good one. Good philosophy. Thanks for uh, bringing it up in all our meetings so that I could say, man, uh, screw you. I, I, I say I don't know, but then I really understand <laughs> what it means. And as I've gone through the process, I begin to really understand what that means. And it's something I have to work on. That's for sure. Because I am guilty wholeheartedly of saying, I don't know, because I honestly could care less. <laughs> and caring more is the gateway, man. Right. To learning more and being a better version of myself. So right. thank you for teaching that to me and to everyone else. And thank you listeners for listening to Bugology. And remember, know yourself before anyone else does. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye.